Welcome back to Life and Pinstripes. This is episode number 17. I am not James Yevon, and this is not TJ Stolzenberg. Yep. How you doing, everybody? Good, good. We are, uh, we are back. Second time we're having a comeback episode. Because one, because having two is better than one. Two is definitely better than one. Two is also Derek Cheater, I will say. Reason why it's a second comeback is because last week, I know all you out there were wondering what happened to us. What happened to your two favorite schmucks in the whole wide world? Big schmucks. Uh, more so, it was what happened to me. I apologize. I had a bit of an ailment. It was a peculiar one, to an, say the least. It was an illness. It was certainly an illness. It was not normal. It wasn't like I was just sick and out. So... I don't know if I should kind of say it, but I'm gonna. You probably should. Because everyone needs to know. You could be like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and be like... (coughs) Like one of those kind of things. Wasn't one of those. Uh, Ladies and germs, I showed James, but I had a quote-unquote rash. Ooh, yeah. That also was blended with a little mixture of poison ivy. You had like the fun cocktail, pretty much. And a fungal infection... All in one. It started on my waistband because I have an allergy to nickel. And uh, my belt that I wore one day to work, it builds up the sweat and you're moving, you're tucking in the shirt, and then it just rubs right against your skin. It started with just a little bit of like redness and I cannot stop scratching. Are you a scratcher, James? Big time scratcher. I'm a huge scratcher. I'm a butt scratcher. I'm a pit scratcher. I scratch everywhere. That's like one of my nervous tics. Is like sometimes yeah. I have the need to scratch. Like, or actually, I just scratch my hair a lot. Like one of those. Yeah, I definitely love the temples. I I'm a scratcher, and whenever I'm with, whether it's my mother or the lady friend, I will say they always slap it away. They just I'm like, what? I can't. I'm not doing it consciously. I just I itch. So we all itch. We're human beings, and I scratch that itch. Sometimes a little too hard, and let me say what ends up happening is wherever you scratch, wherever you go next is where the rest of the rash is going to go. Well, it sounds like you were having a pleasant week last week. I was having a lovely week off. It was, uh, I know, gross and disgusting, and I probably shouldn't go into detail about it, but essentially it started spreading all over my body, and what I forgot to mention was it had a little mixture of poison ivy at work real quick little one-year-old two-year-old girl was playing in the bushes outside of my outside bar I'm like eh, that's poison ivy you should probably get her out of there dad and he's like oh no that's not poison ivy i was like all right uh did you tell him uh the leaves of three leaves of three let it be exactly and it also poison ivy is hard to miss it's like it's like alive looking the red turns into green and it's like glistening it's like poison. Think of it as like green poison. That's definitely something yeah. you want to avoid at all costs. You know what's fascinating? My friends from Brazil who we've hung out with, yep. they do not have such, they don't have poison ivy where they are. They have a lot of other scary things in Brazil. What the hell do they have then? In the Amazon, they've got like spiders this big and they've got little fish that swim up your pee hole and go into your thing and 
Brazil and the Amazon is scary, dude. Okay. Okay, so you're telling me I shouldn't book my tickets to Brazil anytime soon? Definitely not. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because of- I definitely don't want a huge fish coming at me and just go, Oh, yeah, no! The last thing I want is be to pee in a river and have it not be safe. Did you hear about that thing that goes up your stream and goes into your... I actually never heard of that before. It's not cool, and we're not going to continue talking about it because that's also not very cool. <laughs> I will certainly digress back into our reason why I wasn't here. I apologize. I just kept itching. It kept spreading, and the poison ivy was the worst part. Just one little dot. The little girl came right over to me, gave me a high five. It was so cute. It was so cute. But she was really just a disguised missile of infected death. And she got me. And it spread. Well, good to know about that story, man. So, I'm back. Thank you for waiting, James. I apologize I wasn't available last week. Yep, it's totally fine. I'm just like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Because I knew you were sick. I knew you had the poison ivy and yeah. also the rash the size of a freaking I sh- Venus. I showed it to him. Yeah. It was like a Venus flytrap <laughs> yeah. growing out of my stomach. So, uh, I, you know, his dad also mentioned he's very allergic to poison ivy, so I didn't want to put he, any questions He up. practically put like a quarantine box on you. Yes. And uh, he's... Uh, not here tonight as well. I have a feeling he's just curious if a fume goes over to him. I understand. I'm super sensitive to it too, man. Not not fun to mess with poison ivy. He has a, you know how they have a spidey senses? Yes. He has poison ivy senses. Yes. He so runs. Be, so he'd be like, yeah, oh, no, nope, nope, not coming here. Not this time. And I appreciate, I thank you for ha- letting me in your home. Yes. Poison ivy or not, this has been really fun, man, doing this show here. Uh, of course. And yeah. I appreciate it. And to James's family, appreciate you guys for working around our schedules. Oh. That should be the tip of the cap right that, there. Well, there's also more tip of the cap because you want to tell me. Your family, yes. This week's tip of the cap is going to go to my mother, Mary Kay Hall. Formerly Mary Kay Harding, Mary Catherine Verville. Mom, thank you. I love you. So deep. Yeah, I uh, I just there's there's so much behind it and she'll understand. She just shared her five-year anniversary with uh, her husband, my uh, stepdad, Patrick Hall. He, is, uh, he also deserves a little tip of the cap. Those two people are just a beautiful example of second chance in life. When, you know, tough things happen to some people for a while, and then all of a sudden, you'd never give up, and uh, you get to find love late in life. And it's a beautiful thing. They just shared their five-year anniversary they definitely deserve a tip of the cap, not only for just putting up with me my entire life, Mom, but continuing to show me what the meaning of love is. And I love your husband, Patrick. He takes great care of you. And I hope you guys ride off into the sunset and continue to enjoy a long and healthy life. So, thank you. Nicely, nicely done. Thank you, James. Yes. So, we did talk about a little bit of disease and infection with me, and I think we should bridge that into... Media. Oh yes, the media is almost like a poison, a disease, and all that. Cause you, cause you know they're bound to, to piss off the athletes, to get oh, them yeah. to say something that's gonna hold them for the rest of their career. They find your wound and they just go they right go, at it. Oh, they're yeah. like a rat gnawing. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like I feel bad for some of these athletes I, sometimes. I, like, I how do they deal with it? The it's flip, like, you know, the fl- I do too. Cause the flip side is. There are multi-million dollar athletes. It's not all of them, but these guys are making money. You would think uh, the least you have to do is just talk to the media. But no, these are also human beings. 
You know, after they fail and have a tough night where they're beating themselves up, yeah. the last thing you want to do is go in front of a microphone and have them rip open everything you did wrong again and again and, and again, again and again. Because think about it. For it could be games, it could be weeks, months, it could yeah. be a lot of things. Yes, especially if it's a slump and it's a long slump. You don't have any answers. Oh, so uh, there. So yeah, see. how did you uh, mess up that uh, that fly ball earlier? Why are you still stinking? Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's, some... it's like these people are required to give professional, perfect answers, and we're like we're testing their humanity. We're like poking them in the edges because like the media wants them to flip out. The media wants it to become a bigger story. I got a perfect example for that. TMZ. The paparazzi, when they go all around Hollywood or anywhere like that. So that way they find that one mistake that they can hold against that, yes. that celebrity for a very long time. They use it for leverage, and it's unfortunately very raw and real sometimes when we're being revealed into a, a secret or a moment of a person's life, a famous person. Or TMZ Sports, like you mentioned, these guys are just looking for a weak moment. Exactly. They're like, they are a disease too. It sounds like one of the worst, it sounds like the most crappiest job in the whole wide, whole wide world. Because you know me, I am incredibly loyal. I'm not going to be like, why'd you screw this up? Or why? I, there's yeah. So, there's been so many times I've wanted to swear, by the of way. Of course. You did good. You've done great. So far. But it's like, it's like, there's no pride in that. Obviously, these little paparazzi are squirting around, hiding in bushes. Like, they they do make that big buck if they steal that picture, the one that Tom Brady, Tom Brady when he was laying there naked in his yard just trying to do his thing. Oh, God. that guy made a gazillion dollars selling that photo to whoever he did TMZ Sports or Fox or whoever he gave it to. But here's the real question: Before we talk about Clint Frazier, uh, the Yankee who is currently having a difficult issue with the media, Red Thunder is becoming the Red Blunder of New York. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Yeah. I just I want to say, is it? Us, the viewer, the consumer, that is making this monster, because we do give the views. Whether we say out loud we hate it or not, we just, we suck that dry. Especially we, with a guy like Clint Frazier. First of all, he's the same age as me, 23, 24. It's a perfect example, there. a young athlete. And also, secondly, think about the shoes he's filling in. Losing Aaron Judge, they had Hicks for the first like month and a half. And without standing, and what he's been able to do, be yeah. productive. Everyone keeps on forgetting about those huge hits he had back in April and like the first parts of May until he got injured. Yes, this is actually a perfect specific example. I mean, Clint is a, he even said it earlier. They are misconstruing and over uh, examining his mistakes. They're not paying any attention to what he's to doing. the positives. positive. And he has filled some big shoes. I do admit. His defense is absolutely just horrific to watch. Yes. Like every time a fly ball is hitting this way, you're like, uh oh, I'm like, I'm getting nervous, I'm getting nervous, I'm getting nervous. Yeah. And that's what happened against the game. You could almost the see Red it. Sox. When you were showing me those clips, he was sprinting very, very fast. He looked lost. It just looks like he's not in control of what's the space he's commanding out there. And put a pin in that because I want to continue that in one second. I wanted to ask the overarching question of the media: Do you think it's our fault, the general population's fault, because as much as we say we hate the media or whatever, we love the stories of getting involved in these per people's personal lives. Like, as much as any man across America is like, oh, I hate social media, I hate Twitter, I don't care, 
we end up catching ourselves wanting to know more about famous people and what they're doing in their daily lives and these athletes. Like, I understand the athlete side. Yeah. Because it's like, they seem superhuman to us. We want to know, what do they do on their Tuesday? You know? That more so than the actors and actresses side. But as James was leading us into, Clint Frazier, he's a he's a AAA MLB but he's fighting Back that. Triple A. He's just fighting that fight. This is his first ever opportunity for to actually show his skills, show get some playing time on the big stage. It had to be because of injuries, but right. still though, he's still getting the benefit. And also, the market. You gotta think about where he's yes. at. He's playing New for the York. New York Yankees. Yeah, New York, the one of the biggest sports markets in all the world. In the Obviously, world. the spotlight is on everybody. Yes. Just think of it this way: if you're hitting on Clint Frazier. You got a problem. Because clearly, you didn't learn from last year with Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Despite him batting 186, having 18 and 53, he had some pretty clutch hits. Yes. I remember them. He made a pitcher punch himself in the face. Yes, he did. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was awesome. <laughs> when was that? Ken, Go- Ken Giles. That was like the, like the first Astros. day of May. Astros. Oh, my goodness. 0-0. Zero, zero, Yabo. 3 nothing. Punches himself in the face. You're oh like, my goodness! I don't know about you, but uh, that's a great memory, James. Yeah, but it's true. He's right. The media market in New York, not alone, just anywhere else, but New York, the Big Apple. <laughs> the Yankees do, though, require a certain level of professionalism, and it is expected in the contract in the Yankees team policy when you have a post game interview. We were listening to David Wells just talk about it earlier. Yeah. As a Yankee, you are expected to stand in front of your locker, not only represent your name as who you are on that locker, and but also the organization, too. The name on the front of the jersey, the team, the organization. So what ends up happening is if you don't want to talk to the media, if you just walk away, like David Wells mentioned he's done before, and what Clint Frazier did the other day, trying to avoid his talking about the three the three outfield ter- mistakes. terrible mistakes. Against the Red Sox. Yeah. He walks away. What ends up happening is it falls upon the shoulders and the back of your teammates. Mm-hmm. That's just not fair. You, you can't do that. That alone should make him be like, all right, you know what? I, I will face the music right now. Like, yeah, I agree. If I made a mistake like that, like if I dropped, if I, if I was Bill Buckner, I would have, to, Oof, I, I do have to say that. Tough example. Who and just recently passed away, Which I will say, rest in peace, good sir. Yeah. You went through a very, 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 very tough life. That was going to be my tip of the cap moment last that should, week. That should have been. And you know right, what? Well, we'll Let's do, do that right All now. right. Bill, Bill Buckner. Buckner. Tip of the cap tip. to you, sir. You know what it is? He is the prime example of a guy that is known for one era, but he actually had a Hall of Fame career. Like He almost played 20 years. He played 20 years. He had 2,700 hits. 2,700 He hits. won the batting title. Didn't he bat like 290, a uh, career he, 290? Yeah, he batted. He won the batting title. I think he batted like 325 when he was with oh the Cubs. Oh, my goodness. And, but yet That's... he's known for the behind the bag against the uh, It's like It's so true. That's another thing where the media takes it and... The media makes you forget that that was game six. Not game seven. And, and also... It only was the tied moment. It didn't end the game. And the Red Sox were up 3 nothing in game seven. Yeah, you know what it is? Is like Bill, The reason is, with the, 
the state of the Red Sox, them yes. not winning a World Series extra, for at saga. that point sixty eight years, I believe the at one point. The story, they wanted the to curse. Play, they wanted to blame somebody, and of course Buckner had to play. Think about it. they had a five to three lead in the tenth inning of Game Six. By yeah. the way, yep. they got the first two outs, and then I think it was a single, 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 wild pitch, then the error. So yeah, and it's a team sport, and another perfect example of the media actually doing and that. The media could have kind of let up a little bit. They probably could have aimed the story more about something else, the lack of pitching or the lack of hitting at the right moments, the fact that you had a 3-0 lead in Game 7, but they need, and very much very Boston of you. Of course. We're not just saying that because we're Yankee fans, but this is very major market, but very Boston, very old school. Blame one entity. It's, it has to have a sense, a reason. Well, it's not what, what happened to him. It's also what happened to his family. His kids, yes. his kids got got like bullied, bullied. They, because you're like you're dead screw this up the Red Sox were gonna win the World Series you know what how about the Red Sox screwed up the World Series in 1986 how about that Red Sox no offense and guess what you know what's unfortunate but good too when they finally won the World Series in what 2004 04, 07 you got the curse lifted they, fi- they finally they brought Bill Buckner in to throw out the first pitch on opening day in 2008 and, which was, was 2008 yeah it was after they won the, the 07 World how Series how messed up but cool it's cool because thank you at least Red Sox Nation they gave him a huge standing ovation because he deserved it because he's a fantastic or he was a fantastic ball player absolutely but do, do you realize how big of a moment that is for him everywhere he went and he had to say he was a tough tough dude he handled everything like a champ not only was he physically hurt every day laying in an ice bath people mentioned how much he had to do to prepare just to play every day but like James said Anywhere he went, he had to move. He had to leave. He couldn't go anywhere. And if you heard the name Bill Buckner and you didn't even know baseball, you still almost knew him as a failure, which is so unfortunate. He had to move to Idaho where they don't know baseball. Exactly. But good God. Thank you, Red Sox Nation, for at least giving him that huge round of applause. Yeah. I was curious about that. I'm glad nobody booed. That hopefully lifted something for him. and You know, because down the road, he has dementia and... He did his ha- body. He didn't have it. it pretty much just his body filled him. Think about that Ugh. one moment, probably killed him. Yeah, it over the entire span it's of his 30, life. Yeah, like thirty years. You know what? Much. But he also seems like the ty- the kind when that adversity came and something that's going to kill you is planted in your life. It made him tougher. Exactly. That's he pretty much what it is. Was a warrior, and because of that, he's an example of types of players that we really don't see anymore. This kind of bridges us into our next window. We're going to talk about the idea of players these days like Clint Frazier, or I don't want to put him in the same category as Manny Machado, but no, definitely not, not the, yet. Not actually, no. Hopefully, the yet part doesn't never, happen. Never, hopefully, never, never. But hopefully, he learned from that mistake. And by the way, he had that revenge home run too. That was let's awesome. Let's give a last tip of the cap here. Clint Frazier, Red Thunder. I was going to go Bill oh. Buckner. Oh, Bill Buckner. Sorry. Yes, you were talking about Clint Frazier. I'm about and Manny to insult. Machado. I'm about to insult Clint Frazier. Fine, you know what? I thought, Take it back. Fine. You know, <laughs> fine. It never happened. Anyway, okay. It's Bill Buckner. Thank you. All man. right, Bill you Buckner. Were, you were the last of a very strong generation of players, leading into yes, Clint Frazier. I don't want to put Clint Frazier in the category of what we're about to say though. That's no, the I thing. know. Because you're right. He had one. Bl- okay. Actually, no. He had multiple. Yes. You know, his social media in this. Obviously, his immaturity is still there. A but few he's still times learning. in recent history, he's not really addressed the media correctly. And 
it's not a good look, James. No, it is like not. Like he said, it just James told me off 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 air. Face it, own it, take the responsibility. Take the responsibility. If you don't, someone has to. New York is going to eat you alive if you don't oh take any responsibility. Boy. And we ain't in Idaho. New York is going to call you out. So you better do it at least face-to-face with the camera or what he just did. Go, um, deep, go deep in the second at bat <laughs> on the field. Yeah, it, You know, winning does forgive a lot, right? Yeah, it does. And hitting home runs certainly forgives a lot. Yeah, but honestly, it still it still kind of burns. You, you got to think of it this way. Obviously, he's going to talk to the media after. It's like, oh, yeah, that home run felt so good. Very curious. But obviously, that. if he keeps on doing that, what happened against Boston, it's just going to be forgotten. Yeah, exactly. So, produce. Your errors will be slightly forgiven, but it really benefits you to handle it like a man, face it, and don't add any extra drama and make it linger for days for the rest of your teammates. Don't even have it be a thing. Don't make it a thing. And I understand the frustration of playing baseball, Clint Frazier. It's a sport where you fail. 162 games a year. You fail. You usually think about it. Each day, you see your batting average either go up Ugh. or go way down. Just just when I played, I if, if I had an offer, which is so normal, but if I didn't get a hit, that next couple of days in school, I was, I was honestly miserable. Like, I wanted to bat 500 because high school ball was easy-ish, not really. But I wanted to bat 500, and if I went one for four, it sat wrong with me. I, I, you I wanted to go pissed. four for you wanted to go four for four. Yeah, and honestly, when I was started off the day three for three, if I didn't get that fourth hit, I would still be upset because it is a sport of failure. Well, you push yourself to do better, pretty much. Right. You know, and in this guy's level, they're failing 70 percent of the time. That's Hall of Fame numbers, batting 300. Yeah, if you bat over 300, you're automatically into the Hall of Fame. It's like... <laughs> that's all it takes. Good grief. Well, it takes a lot more. Than I know. That. But you're right. Batting 300 is very hard to do. And the fact that you have to sit with that much failure, don't do the extra BS where it's going to make batting 300 not even good enough for us to like you. So, Clint, I'm going to share some other people that have been having a difficult relationship with the media. Yep. And one of them we just mentioned. Give it to us. My the most hated person by far, Manny Machado. Give it to him. Tell us what. All right. So, you may know about the whole Manny Machado saga last year in the postseason when he was with the Dodgers. He was talking with, I think it was Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal, you're yeah, right. Yeah, and he was like, well, I'm not the guy that uh, that is not going to hustle. Obviously, I'm going to take responsibility. What did he say? He doesn't want to hustle. And what, not what, to mention. What exactly did he say to Ken Rosenthal? Like, Did he say, like, I'm, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy who's going to run the first base or hustle like when he knows it's going to be a ground ball. Where is you that? still what? run to first base no matter what. No matter what. Even, no matter what. Even if it's a pop-up to the catcher, you still do it. Not only does like things happen sometimes, Manny, but there's like kids watching you. You're telling them it's okay to sell out once you get paid and don't care anymore. And this is why I do not want this freaking son of a bitch on the Yankees. We were saying it the whole time. I've been saying it. I'd rather have Miguel Duhar with his subpar 
glob. Oh, his arm that fell off. Yes. Because we got Gio Urshela. Because Urshela has been absolute. First of all, Monster. I never thought Gio Urshela, if I said that in 2018, was oh. going to be the star third baseman. But we'll take that any day. Yeah. Over a Manny friggin' Machado. I know. First, first of all, you, the fact that you got a $300 million contract, I think, you, you, Padres, you're absolutely out of your damn mind. You know, they're. I don't even know what they're doing. You know, it was cute. The three players that got contracts in the offseason was Manny. It was Manny, Bryce Harper, and... Uh, I'm forgetting him, too. That's why I was leading uh, to you. Hmm. Manny, Bryce Manny, Harper, and... and uh, I feel like there's another contract. Uh, we'll get right back to you. Wait, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. So, okay, well, the thing is, Mike Trout is actually a great player. No, I love Mike. That was the guy who did it. That was it, though, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was tw- the third he, person? He got a 12-year contract. But it was also a contract extension because he... It he was, was Bryce a, Harper. Bryce Harper. Manny Machado. Uh, was it Mike Trout? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Come to me, James. Okay. Come to me. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Was Mike, it Mike Trout? Mike Trout got a contract extension. extension? That's what it was. Mm, okay. So you Let's know what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen? We're, we're going to continue on, and it's going to come to us. Yeah, I know. Eventually. There was a Pete Rose interview that uh, James's mother actually mentioned was on Yes Network earlier. Yes. On the Michael K Show, correct? Yep. And he was talking about the idea of how to manage the modern-day baseball player. Well, the thing is is that Pete Rose played in the 60s and 70s where managers were hard asses. And also... Well, human beings were hard asses. I know. They also... They didn't make... Like very, li- they made very little money back right. then too. Money, yeah, money wasn't hard. So, well, they obviously clearly made enough to live yeah. or do their thing. They were athletes, but it wasn't so. What's the word I'm looking for? So wide of a gap. They, you know what? It, it wasn't, wasn't so extreme. There wasn't any selfishness. They, right. They were like, okay, you know what? I got this three hundred million dollar contract. I, it's okay for me right. to bat two ten because I'm still going to get paid the thirty million dollars yeah. a year. That, How about no? You know what I heard on the radio the other day. Mickey Mantle would never bat 230. Kenny Singleton's like, wow, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Roger, these guys would never bat They would bat be sick to their stomachs like, if they had to bat 230. Call you Scrimsy, Ted Williams, they would never be caught Tony dead Gw- batting 230. Tony Gwynn Tony was batting 394 by August. Yeah, that's actually pretty badass. This is a day and age where I feel like money, unfortunately, is being the driver of our vehicle. Mm -hmm. We, the viewer, get caught up in awe of big numbers and big ideas. It's almost like every time there's a new contract negotiation on TV, it's a little bit ours. Like we pretend, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I would, everybody that works at my bar, they're like, oh, that's a, he should have settled for that. He should have reached for that. Oh, and the contract clause. Who are we? I don't know. What do we find important anymore? I find uh, winning, loyalty, and also building a championship caliber team. Yeah. Team. Not, not freaking this. Did you hear that? He said team. Back in the day, when back in the day, unfortunately, is getting further and further away because I feel like we are lost as a generation of individuality and selfishness. It's sickening to watch, Those honestly. big contracts make big players just do whatever they want. And cool if they're on a team that has other good players and they get to do some winning. But... The role player, the idea of the role player, which, let's be positive for a second, they're still out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. The fighters, the hard workers. Because I consider Mike Trout a true team star and athlete. Also, you got to look at what Mike Trout is. He's not playing for the Yankees. He's playing for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Correct. Absolutely atrocious. They're so bad. So bad. And we saw uh, yesterday he hit uh, another home run, two in two days. 
The man is still producing. He's just doing what he does. He didn't do it for a contract. He just got paid because he's gonna. Ha- he probably didn't even like the contract negotiation he got process. Pa- he got paid because he deserves. He it deserves. When he got it. to pay. The market idea behind Harper and Machado. That, like, it just wasn't like it didn't feel right. This whole off season was based on this weird, selfish thing. But that's the thing: is it us, the viewer, feeding the media to focus on stuff like that? Are we at fault? Because let's be honest, we're not going to go radio silent on that stuff. No, absolutely not. We're not going to just like not give it attention so the story dies. This, these contracts still bother me to this day, yeah. even though we played about close to sixty-five games in this season. Right. I mean. Bryce Harper is getting booed by his own fans in Philadelphia. 13 years, 330, right? Well, yeah, they're probably going to be booing him for the next 13 years. He's so. batting like just a little over 225 or something like that. Yep, yeah, not doing anything. Okay, striking home runs. Striking, okay, striking out way too many times. His his on-base percentage, I'm pretty sure, is like 115 points higher than his batting Yeah, average. he walks up. But that's the funny thing, though. It's like the fans are clearly going to expect results because they're making a payment, right? Yeah. We pay for this. We expect that. But that's not how sports works. And my God, are we getting farther and farther away from what sports are actually about? No one. Yeah, I, I feel like we're at the point where I think the idea of team is is pretty much dead. It's almost lost. It's like, and it's just you know a perfect other example is the NBA. Yeah. You know the finals right now. We have a Warriors team who is very hurt. Yeah. They without KD play the style of basketball that I love team of they, course they pass the ball like 11 times in three seconds and somebody is open you just cannot stop them because they have everybody involved they have some of the best ball movement like in the nba ever like yeah when katie's there though it's a lot of iso it's a lot of he's gonna do something 50 percent of the time and they still try to work in that team thing but yes just because kd is so amazing it produces results but it was shocking to see their win and loss percentage without KD was even better than with. Yeah. Also, don't count out the Raptors, too. Their ball movement, they're actually themselves as a team is... They are hard. actually a great example of a team because they do play team defense. Yeah. They, they've needed to rely on that. Like, let's be honest. You saw the game. I didn't really catch the game the other night. What did uh, you game, see in game two? Uh, game two, well, first of all, I, before I mention how great the Raptors are, they weren't great in that third quarter. Third quarter, I heard, started off 18 or 19. And they, uh, Warriors started off on a 20 and 0 run. They had like they didn't get their. They first... ended like a basket at the half, and they had eighteen it straight. Yeah, they didn't get their first basket oh of the third quarter until like like six twenty five left. The Raptors didn't get their first. Yeah, yeah, that's how I. So over halfway. Yeah, over halfway. You're like, ooh, oh, oh my! And the we... fact that he still made it a ball game. If they played a better third quarter, they probably would have won that. That game. is actually really refreshing. I thought the Raptors were just gonna get ripped open. Everyone was saying Warriors in four. Great to see the fact that they won game one, and it sounds like they actually put up a fight in game two, other than throwing up well, in their own it. mouth well, in the third the quarter. Thing. They're leaving uh, Canada to face. Uh, yeah. They're going to uh, Oakland. Oakland. Let's see what's gonna happen there. They're going and stepping into the Oak Town, and yeah. uh, they're rough. You better. The, they are have, rough there. You better have yourself together. Stepping into Oakland. I think Kawhi's going to be great there. No, oh, man. Big stage. Kawhi never oh, fails to disappoint. I love this. I love the fact that it's actually a series. And you know what? 
And it's not Cleveland versus... Actually, if it was Cleveland versus Golden State... Oh, man. This... I mean, we'd be excited. No, it'd be the worst. It'd be LeBron versus... This is exactly what we're talking about. Team versus whatever. I like the fact that... Well, I was talking team... about this. I was actually talking about this year, but... I am yeah. talking about this year. Well, LeBron wasn't on the Cle- on Cleveland, obviously. I know. No, okay. But why would the awful Cleveland Cavaliers even be in the finals? Because they need a, because they need an excuse for another title rematch. Well, they can't so... without LeBron. I know, I But know. that's a perfect <laughs> example of the individual... Being more bit bigger bigger than team, and the Lakers are gross. Like, let's not talk about them because I it, it, because every time I talk about the Lakers, ugh. I want to puke on my laptop. It's like they're they're like proving the whole thing. Like they're they want to try. They're proving what good. you shouldn't do. What you should not do. I've never heard so much talked about about the front office. No one talks about front office crap in basketball. We talk about the players in the game. We're hearing about all the mistakes and this and that and Magic Johnson and had the, to leave and Rob Palenka and Rob Palenka. Oh my bleh. god! Oh my god! It, it's like a soap opera gone completely wrong. And I'm glad that the Raptors and Warriors are playing a good enough series to grab the attention and be the leader of that conversation. So you know what? Boom. That was the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. There, there's so many things we left out. <laughs> I know. That's what happens. But we're also talking about the idea of attention spans not being that long. Yeah. I'm not coming at the, the average viewer here. We are very thankful for our loyal listeners. Rock and roll. We want you to come and text us, message us. What's our... our social media yeah. thing? Life at Life Pinstripes is our Twitter. Life and Pinstripes at, is on Instagram. I'm going slowly. Because there's no and on There's no and because Wait. of the characters. At Life Pinstripes. That's right. For for Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Okay. Then Instagram is Life and Pinstripes. There's an and in that one. So that's Instagram? Yes. And Facebook is Life and Pinstripes. You may notice Or that. James Yevin or TJ Stolzenberg. TJ Stolzenberg, Yevin 21 on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter <laughs> still. I think it's Stolzenberg TJ. All right. Well, but uh, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Yep. Oh, can I do my final shout out by yeah. the way? Because I never got my chance to. We talk didn't about... even talk about your freaking trip to Boston. Oh well, I thought we, when we were talking about Boston, I thought that was the perfect leeway. To oh, it would have been. To... But you know what? Because... We unfortunately are going to have to make this a part due. Oh yes. Okay. So, so you know uh, what? It's to be continued. But... This will be to be continued. So I'm not going to say rock and or roll. I'm going to say. Here's the end of segment one. We will see you in segment number two. Welcome back. This is going to be part D of episode 17. We had so much to say, and we were flowing, so we wanted to continue. Of so, course. to make it appear that we've changed setting and day and all that, I threw on the Roethlisberger jersey. And I threw the Derek Jeter jersey on because I love representing El Capitan. And he took off his hat and I put on mine. Yeah, because I'm laying the flow go, see? There you go. Quaffed. Quaffed, my friend. So, as we were saying, athletes and media and the way we perceive and look up to them, it's a little bit different than the actor, actress type fame person. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are required to be a little bit more responsible, but take responsibility, as you were saying, and own mistakes that is really hard to do by the way because we don't go and interview actors and actresses we just fluff their pants we just say oh my god you are so amazing you, you i oh. can't i can't take it how oh. great you were how did leonardo you, dicaprio how like, did you like do that. that oh what was that like tell me more about your amazing life do we do we seriously need to hear more of it because i personally don't want to hear it athletes though 
Oh, it's a different story. You take a mistake that they did, that they clearly know they did and are very aware of, whether it cost them the game or cost them whatever, it definitely cost them some sleep. But now the media finds that, uh, pinches it, and then just takes it out almost. It's like taking out the arrow. You never take out the arrow and the blood will go everywhere. It's, it's sealing the wound at the moment. And then you'll bleed to death. And then you'll bleed to death. So we are eating these athletes alive. Yeah. It is turning into... It's kind of like our unpaid job almost. And yeah. Honestly, this is a it's a job as a sports fan. You know me. I love I love my sports. Yeah. You know I'm loyal towards everybody. La di la la la. You know like the whole thing with the Yankees Twitter and everybody yeah. saying how standing is gonna ruin the chemistry. I'm like we're gonna get into that. In a yeah. Second too. I know it's just something I just wanted to mention. That's that perfect. But yeah, it's just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash them. They're yeah. living a better life than I am right now. Yeah. And also. We never know what is going on inside each other human being's head or in their personal lives. You know, we way too often judge books by their cover, assume that these athletes do have, like, they definitely are probably living a better life than us. They have more things given to them. But who knows the internal struggles that they're dealing with, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, depression comes in all forms. These players, some of them, are struggling with anxiety, pressure, Every Pressure day, being the biggest one out of all of them. Fifty thousand people showing up at your job every day, staring at you playing the sport that you're hopefully love to do. Oh, I mean, they're that far along. They, you know, they probably love it, but who knows? Who knows if they're just great athletes and are swept into this life where, because they're an athlete, they thusly are expected to be great at this, and now they don't know any other thing in life other than being great at something. All of a sudden, you stop being so great. You get to that high level and failure creeps in. My God, like, talk about that in football, too. Football. The pressure. Every week. Every week. week. Literally, after week one, everyone's saying, like, oh, yeah, this team is most likely going to the postseason, or this team is in in deep, deep crap. They definitely overdo it, and and there's all week long with football, too. There's so much time to think and whatever. Baseball... Tomorrow will be a better day. I'll get a hit tomorrow. You try to pump yourself up. There is so much baseball. But football, there's a lot of thinking time. Lots. You have 16 16 weeks. Or actually, no. The closest you got is like maybe four or five to get things going practically. Days is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And during that, things like this happen. Relationship between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown gets ripped open. It got ripped open uh, like so many times and last year. It was gross. Funny. I mean, during the year, we were getting attention being paid to, paid to the stupidest stuff. And as a Steeler fan, shout out to my boy Keith Salmon, biggest, most loyal Pittsburgh Steeler fan. We're disgusted. The fact that Pittsburgh. The Steel City, blue-collar, hard-working human beings. The fact that we're paying attention to a Twitter account of an athlete more than the game plan of football disgusts us. There you go, see? That's, let it out. Just let it out. It's not a pitch. That's, it's New York. It makes sense. New York is New York. Tons of media, yada, yada. Pittsburgh football does not have 
drama. Think of the legacy. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been around for a very, very long time. The They're Steel Curtain, the best defense of all time. We do not do that in Pittsburgh. That's where the Dallas Cowboys come into play. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. The Dallas and Cowboys. Jerry Jones and his soap opera just swirled around that in the glass. Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and when they had the Greg Hardy incident. Uh, it's just like... Personally, I'm a Giants. I am a Giants fan. I really hate the Dallas Cowboys. I want. Yes. I want to say the F word so badly. There's been so many times I wanted to say. As it, you can see, James, James himself is struggling with not being able to swear, and also he really wants to talk about his weekend in Boston. Well, that's it. Well, we the, will get to that. Well, that's not okay. That's later on, though. Okay, right we now will. we're focusing on one topic at a time. Good which God, is the Cowboys! The t- Cowboys. He even hate. He as a Giants fan, uh, you know. All Giants fans, you are required to hate the Cowboys. It's right? like us Yankee fans are required to hate the Boston Correct. Red Sox. It is an unwritten rule, an unwritten expectation. But the world actually hates the Cowboys sometimes because they're actually called America's team, and I think a lot of people in America would disagree with that. I think that's a lot of hoopla. Right hoopla! There. Hoopla! Bullcrap! Anyway. I'll say the relationship between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown was ripped wide open. Recently, Ben was quoted saying, I definitely handled that wrong. I shouldn't have done it X, Y, and Z way. Yeah, Ben, you should have kind of focused on the fact that your best receiver, who you've had such a strong connection with, you guys were distant from each other. And I don't mean physically. I mean like emotionally, friendship-wise. Who cares? It's a job. The play on the field also resembled their disconnection, Correct. too. Think of it this way. They were yeah. They were actually rolling along very nicely last year. They were. And then they missed the playoffs. They do what they always do. They have a great start. Well, they started with a tie to the Cleveland Browns, who we learned later are actually a good team. But we skidded. We had a little skid mark in the underpants to start the year. <laughs> but yeah. then we had our classic Steelers seven straight wins. We had our offense clicking, our defense was there just enough, and then uh, when it came to crunch time, we were just constantly talking about Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown drama, what did Antonio just say, he said goodbye on Twitter, like, the distractions were abundant and disgusting to me. Definitely one of the reasons why the Steelers were not that good last year, yeah. towards the end. We, we, were, we were the worst good record team. For sure. Oh yeah, no question. About like, it. what was your record? Uh, it was nine six and one, but you were nine six and one, and you missed the playoffs. Correct. That, that's brutal. Because we were playing in the same division as the Ravens, who who were either broke, who came out of nowhere. They were either the ten and six. I think they were eleven and five, or almost or twelve and four. Yeah, well, think about it. when Lamar Jackson took over. <laughs> and speaking of which, Lamar Jackson came into a system that was clearly designed for a very slow, weird, white. Joe Flacco, he came in and adjusted, and then they made some offensive plays work for him too. But I heard recently on the radio, <laughs> Lamar Jackson shows up at camp to find out they've changed the entire offense on him again, and he has to relearn it all within a month. Serious? Oh, you give it to a young quarterback? I know. No, no, they, they, they're giving. They, Lamar Jackson's their quarterback. Oh yeah, because Joe Flacco's with the Broncos now. Exactly. But it's like, wait a minute, what was working? at the end of the year and got you farther than you ever should have gone or whoever thought it probably except for the city why of Baltimore would, why would they change everything I mean uh, granted well challenge for a new co- for a young quarterback maybe there's his like third offense to learn but that's fine Lamar Jackson he seems like a cool dude and somebody who actually has a good relationship with the cities and, and media because there's an example right there he was quoted and I saw the interview he, he was quoted saying ah it is what it is 
You know, I uh, I'm not a he. He said it very softly. He could have said that's awful or shoved the camera or walked away and not said anything. He addressed a difficult issue when asked, "How do you feel about the new offense that's coming in?" Well, I'll be honest. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm gonna have to overcome it, do my work, do my homework, and adjust. That's a professional athlete and what a professional a great, answer. Not to mention younger than Clint Frazier. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like 21 or 22 years old. Yeah, he's he's. That's remar- That's a remarkable answer he's for a, a kid who probably just came out of college. Yeah, no, he uh, he is a baby, and uh, he was awesome to watch. But oh yeah, definitely. I'll rewind. So the Ravens were great. The Bengals. They stink. They and, always stink. But then there's the Browns. So, like, those three teams in that division, it's tough. Oh, yeah, definitely. What yeah. about the Giants this year? You you guys have a very... If they go... If you have they, a very Eli-looking quarterback. If they win at least three games, I'd be impressed. I'm not going to lie. They are talking about David Jones, and he does just look like Eli 2.0. And I don't even think he's going to be Eli 2.0. He's going to be, like... 0.5, like the pre-prototype. You see this? You see this look right now that yes, I'm having. Yes. If you're watching this, you know, <laughs> you know this look. This is the look of absolute sheer catastrophe, disappointment, and also I wouldn't be surprised if we went 0 and 16. Uh, hopefully not. That's tough to do, by the way. Anyway, Unless you're the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns twice. You got well said, James. <laughs> You've got OBJ gone. You've got Landon Collins gone. I mean, you still have Saquon Barkley, I guess. We do. He's probably the the start of the franchise again. But uh, <laughs> now, at least but, on the other side of the I city. I don't know what the flying freak that David Gellman was doing. Gettleman, open a bag of chips. You got to do like a bag of chips. He just talks so like, I know what I'm doing. I think, you know what I think Giants fans would do to David Gettleman right now? They would have like a seat in the middle and have Giants fans line up. And smack the crap out of him smack. every day. Smack. Have you ever smack. seen? Have you seen the movie Airplane? I, I love Airplane. Oh yeah, you know the. And don't yeah, call me Shirley. Yeah, I know. You know that scene where he's like, when the woman's like, I gotta get out of here. Ah, right, just calm yourself down. <laughs> and they just slapping them across the face. That's exactly what they should be doing to David Gettleman. Yeah, they should. That's a great movie. And they yeah. put the autopilot on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great movie. That was a great. Movie. I will say, Giants fan need uh, a lot of help. Uh, Across the pond, aka in the same stadium. Uh, that made no sense, but I'm saying it anyways. Across the, the Jets, Hud- across the Hudson River, across the Hudson, they are now probably the worst team, the lesser of the two teams in New York. The, and that hasn't been the case in years. Who's, who's worse, the Giants or the Knicks? Oh dear God! <laughs> it is truly a battle for how bad or proof that media has power is ripped and stripped away the power of anything these teams have ever tried to put together. If it's not gold and playoff worthy, these are also chop it down. These are two historical franchises too. They were dark. They, they were great. The Giants beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. They yeah. ruined their perfect season. The Knicks had Patrick Ewing. They yeah. had Willis Reed. They had all these guys. Yeah. And also the best stadium Mecca. In all of the all of NBA. Yeah. Yes. Madison Square Garden. Nobody wants to go to see a Knicks game because they won, they went 17 wins last year. That's wow. 17 and what? Like 16 17, years uh, 17, 17 and 50. Uh, well, let's see. 82, 82 17 and 17. 58. Yeah, that's like round. 17 and 58. No, 17 and 50. I'm losing track. Five. I need, I need 17 and 55. 17 yeah. and 55. And they still didn't get the number one seat, by the way. Yeah, that lottery thing was kind of <laughs> funny. I know. It's okay. 
Go Nets, though. That's so at funny. Least, at, least, at least the Nets are going somewhere right uh, now. Yeah, it's like the Nets and Jets. The Ets are taking it away. Except for the Mets. <laughs> yeah, and the Mets. They, no, 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 the no. Ets aren't there. No Ets you. coming with the Mets. Although you guys I stick to the Jets and Nets. And I will clearly digress because that didn't rhyme either. Take your bets. Yeah, hopefully hopefully the Nets don't get Kyrie Irving. I kind of don't want him. Ooh. You don't want Kyrie? No. The I'm Nets not. could use anything they need. They I want D'Angelo Russell. Well, we all know uh, that's where old players go to die with uh, Brooklyn. Hey, whoa, whoa, Just kidding, just kidding. I was about to say. Talking about a, Paul Pierce, a, Kevin Garnett, as a Joe former, Johnson. For, as Did a you ever former. hear about Joe Johnson ever again after after Brooklyn? He left! I don't. I think he evaporated. He much, didn't have any... There, where is he? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. You don't mess around in Brooklyn, Jay-Z told us. Look, here's... Look, don't mess around in look, Brooklyn. here's the thing. Kyrie... Great player. Horrible leader. Horrible. Horrible leader. You saw what happened in Boston. Yeah. I don't want that in New York. I don't want that to ruin the culture that this team is starting to build for once in their entire franchise. And that's exactly it. These young players are buying in. They're in. They're ready. They're team-oriented. They have a role to play. And Kyrie. Good player. Like I said, good player. But he can't what you, lead a team. What you did in Boston was just like, okay. I believed you for a half second when you beat the Bucks in Game 1. I believed you. But then you went on a historically poor shooting spree. I believe in the next three games, something along the lines of Kyrie went like, I don't know, like 17 for like 89 or 90. Like was, he had three straight terrible games. It was gross. What should never happen if you're a good team, you can still have a bad night, even if you're the star. But then you come back. You have the next night. You have teammates. You have other people. You have Jason. You, you have, have Jason Tatum. A you system. Had, you had Jalen Brown. You yeah. Had Gordon Hayward wasn't that great, but he's still somewhat okay. This and, team could lead you still to a win if you don't play well. At the beginning of the year, I had the Celtics as the Eastern Conference champ. I thought they'd be they the one. That they could have been facing Golden State. They should have been. They dealt with a lot of injuries. Yeah. And they were great without it. But what ends up happening was. It still was about Kyrie. 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 Kyrie that. Because they knew that it was his final year in Boston. And he clearly did not live up to that. But it's like the whole point is if you still have a, a star have a bad night, you can you, if your team is good and you're built around a system and a formula, then you can remove the star and still have a good squad at least try to win. He had a bad night all three nights in a row. Thusly, they lost all three nights in a row. Direct correlation, most likely. I'm just saying... Kyrie, you got what you wanted. All the attention, and look what happened. You you didn't step up, buddy. I'm just saying, you, nah. You crapped the bed. You pooped the bed. You pooped the bed. Big exactly. time. Yeah. And you're in Boston, bro. You don't do that. Yeah. So, I will say this. Media ate him alive, too. Uh, you know, he did kind of think the earth was uh, flat. God help us all if anyone I, says that. That's all I can I say. I just hope that that was some kind of... I hope that's some sick practical joke or joke. a friend told you I will give you $45,000 yeah. to say that. Not 46. 45. 45. I hope that... God. He probably was paid by some like he enterprise. Had to, he had to get If paid. you say this and believe it, we'll pay you a million. We'll, I mean, what would it take you to pay, like slander your own... Like Kyrie... I'm glad everybody forgot about it 
There's no doubt in my mind that he's pr- somewhere in his mind he's intelligent. I mean, he did go to yeah. du- he did go to Duke. He so. went to Duke. <laughs> he did- oh my God, he went to Duke. <laughs> he did go to Duke, so I'm guessing there's something up there. What? I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, wait. wait a see, blast from the past right here. Oh there you go. God, exactly, dude. You go to Duke. If you answer the question, "Is the Earth round?" and it's not, you say flat, and you got into Duke, something's up. Yeah, I know. I will say a little side shout out. James's family has arrived. Yeah, I know. So in about I don't know, roughly about thirty-seven s- seconds. Less. Uh, I'm gonna say like twenty-three seconds. I'm gonna say nine, eight. eight. Seven, six. If we count, they're gonna probably walk. Wild guess, by the way. Perfect Nine timing. seconds. That's hilarious. We will say this. Uh, are they gonna come in? Okay, oh! come here. <laughs> oh, it's your dad. What? What happened? It's Papa Bear. Oh, oh, it's my dad. It's oh, that's even better. Hey, we're still shooting. You want to be part of this? Come on in. Say hello. You, you want to say? On, you want to say hi to the camera? Well, his dad was out jamming a little earlier. Yes, it was. So. What we're doing is that we did, uh, we did Come on in. Say hello. two separate segments. You know you want to say hi to the camera. So uh, you're he, about to see. He just put down his uh, hair slido for a half yeah. second. Let him get yeah. a two-second squat. Shut up, Hang on one second. All right. Well, oh, okay. that's not how. Well, he lost okay. his chance. All right. But anyway, on. it's okay. He'll get a second chance. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's funny how we talk about, uh, you know, Boston and Duke. You know who else was in Boston? Oh, <laughs> what a perfect segment. Leeway, go ahead. Yours buddy. truly. So, after, after my dad gets James, five seconds. James speak. tells me. That's good. You guys keep talking. After, after my dad gets five. <laughs> you realize we set this up perfectly to come, come in. You're like, wait a minute. I think I left the stove on. I'm going to go. I shut the garage. Come on. How don't was, be, don't how was be the embarrassed. How was the jam sesh? You have a good great, time? man. Great time. Great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to tell the world what mm. you do for a living? I mean, what you, I mean, at what least you at least lean your head into about right here. I know, especially with that nice moonshine shirt right now. Yes, we're not advertising Keep creeping. anybody. Yes, What's going on everybody. So good to see you. Oh man, my best friends are out there. Thank God. You know. <laughs> you want to give a shout out to anybody? A shout out? Well, I'm just talking about two favorite guys right here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank it's you, a sir. pleasure. And thank you for allowing us inside your home. And I don't have poison ivy anymore. This is good. So, yeah, we're all we're good. Yeah, we're, thank God. Yeah, yes. we were talking about the uh, poison ivy. You know, like the spidey senses. Yeah, we were talking about. You know, one time I got poison ivy so bad mm. that it caused a piece of leather that like was around my hand. Oh, and yep. Was, like, I remember that. Whoa. And the best part I was I had that. to go on a job interview. Oh, oh, oh man! With my suit jacket on. Oh. And I was wearing a. A piece of leather, yeah. and it was like, ooh, they said, yes. It's, a, it's, firm, it's a wristband. It's a wristband. Yeah, it's a wristband. Oh, wait, is my other, is the other part of the family home there? Everybody's home. Everybody's Come home. On, yeah. Come, Come on, Dad. Yeah. You know get over here. Should we need to say hi to mom. James, should we bring the cats into the... Into you the, get the cat. I'll grab the cat. Get, hey, the, get over here. Slide in, slide in, slide in. Yeah. Hop in. Come on, moms. Come on. I know. We got the cat. We got the ladies. Tell us who you are, ladies. Oh, please. Do I? Does she need it? Do I no. need it? We actually already I, gave you guys pretty much a shout-out. Pretty much, so. yeah. Pretty much. Well, okay. You've, Higher. you've I, had multiple shout-outs on the show. Yes, yeah. I have. Where's I mine? Guess, for Mother's Day. Actually, your yeah, mom, we, haven't been, <laughs> we haven't even talked to one yet. <laughs> I, uh, I we will give her one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the fam. What's up? Uh, exactly, see? They were, of course, nice enough to go out shopping so we could... Uh, Use the living room and be awesome and yep. uh, yes. do the show. Pretty so. much, yeah. This is yes, true. we do this. this Thank you, ladies. And I gave my mother a shout out today. It was her five year uh, wedding anniversary for her new 
husband. So, Aww, yes, it was very, it was very nice. Yeah. Family is what it's all about, right? That is, yes, exactly. And chicken, chicken parm, chicken parm sandwich was very good. There he is. He's per. There he is. There's his head. We got his head in the frame. There's everybody. Look at this. Here's the here's the thumbnail. Here's the thumbnail. That's awesome. Here's the thumbnail of part two, by the way. This is awesome. You know, because we were trying to figure out. Because we were rolling hard in episode or part one, the we were part we were flowing so well. We had so many good points, but we had to keep shortening it because it's like, e, uh, we're kind of near the end here. But and we made it work though. We made it work. We were like, screw, it. we're gonna do part two, and if it goes off, it goes off differently. It goes off differently. This is what it's all about, right? Exactly. Is this Right. This would this be life now, isn't it? This, this is, is, life. This this is, is life. life. Speaking of which, we were about to talk about James's. Oh, my uh, trip in Boston. Yes, that uh, uh, they had the witness. Literally of me here. a trip. <laughs> First of all, before I tell you your reaction of what happened, <laughs> so James texts me. I'm like, you know, I'm just sitting there, like doing my life, da, 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 da. and I think to myself, man, I haven't heard from James in a while. He texts me seconds later, and it reads. So I'm pretty sure I know what we're going to talk about in the life aspect of the podcast. And then I'll, exp- I'll explain. I did what? a split at a bar. And all I'm thinking about is all like, right. oh my God, James. <laughs> okay. Not that you're not all clumsy, right. first but of it's all, just like... Okay, first of all, before I talk about the whole split fiasco that happened at a bar in Boston, I want to do a shout out to the... to I don't know how many people that I hung out with, but uh, Sarah Stone, Rob Luden, James Perry... Tony Valentino wasn't there, but I'll give him a shout out for a baseball coach. <laughs> Tony Valentino. Uh, Tony Valentino. Uh, let's say, uh, Sarah Stone. Let, Sarah, did I say that already? Yeah, you did. All right, uh, Meg Leary, Kyle Gaberti, Mike Scordino, and Sarah's roommate, Britt. I don't know her last so name. So it sounds like you were having some drinks and making some promises to some people. <laughs> Pretty much. You did also, good. You did good remembering. Also, the one reason why I want to give a shout out to Britt is that she hates the uh, the tri-state area. She hates New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Brit White, I mean... That's uh, just harsh. Uh, that's just rude. Harsh. That's, very, that's rude. We're a wide variety of but, Like people. I said, I tried, so I, tried to, I tried to back myself up a little bit. I'm yeah. like, you know what? It's not all that bad. Connecticut, we have mountains. We have Quinnipiac. We have fantastic pizza. <laughs> Quinnipiac. Yukon. Yukon, bro. Yukon. But we have fantastic pizza. Do we? Uh, New Haven. Okay. New Haven. New Haven. Did you True. almost forget? I did. Oh, I forget. Wow. Oh, my goodness. But I will say, uh, Connecticut does get a bad rap. You know, does, if you're not from here, people fi- think we stank. We gotta fix. We gotta fix that, by the way. But luckily, working enough, on it. Your two favorite schmucks lived in this great state, so yes. I guess yes. we're. I guess it's not all that here, bad. Then here, here he comes with the chicken parm. Well, now this, uh, this is garlic bread. Garlic, garlic bread. bread dipped in sausage. Sausage Ooh, dipped in sausage. Good family, good food, by the way. Thank you for that. Thank you for yes, that. Yes, exactly. Welcome. That chicken parm sandwich was really I thought James was going to eat the entire thing, and I was just like, oh, I held myself back. God. I, I held myself back, okay? It was a big sandwich. It is a big sandwich. But I took like five bites out of eat. the next one. This boy can eat. Yeah, I, know. I can eat too. We have a lot of eat. metabolism, and uh, yeah. it's gonna catch up to us in a couple years. I basically add salt to my salt, so <laughs> I'm gonna have an issue in a little Double while. Double the salt. Don't be, such, attention. don't be such a salty person. Salty. I sweat all the time. It's, it's trying to come out of me at all, all times. Wait, what happened in uh, Boston again? Uh, besides the split part? Yeah. Okay, do I, okay, so we went out, you know, we were having a few drinks, we are having a few laughs. Next thing you know, <laughs> went from Brighton all the way to downtown Boston. And, uh, you know, we were having a good night. We were about to leave. I noticed that the floor was wet, actually. So oh, I was wait, just never mop before they're all out. So of I was randomly just walking, and then next thing you know, my right leg just went up, and then my left leg decided to go the other way, and then next thing you know, I did a split <laughs> on the floor. Not to mention, no one even recognized it except for me. I'm like, oh wait, crap, what no happened? one noticed. 
Not really. Oh, I thought it good. So no one was like laughing at you. They kind of noticed when we got back to the apartment. I'm like, did you guys even see that I did a split? It's funnier because it's a split. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Or it's because it's me. I have a question. Yeah. How far down did you go? How almost, far down did you, did you touch almost, that ground? Almost all the way down. Oh. So close. So it was it was it yeah. while I was walking, oh. I was kind of like lipping and like we were waiting for the uh, the lift, and I'm like, oh no! Yeah. Why did this happen to me? I wonder. Like I I honestly envisioned like a forward backwards one. Like I thought that's what's gonna happen. Oh. If I could do a demonstration right now, I would. But I w- you should. Okay, well then you got someone's got to grab the camera. Okay, <laughs> so it wasn't a form, so it was like actually the the full like yeah, it was the sideways th- thing. Yes, yeah. No, because like that's if you try to grip, if you, that's, that is worse. It, because I'm I try- think this would be worse. Well, first of all, I was also wearing my uh, my uh, Tommy Hilfiger luxurious shoes. And thanks a lot for the grip or lack thereof, Tommy Hilfiger. I th- first of all, I thought your name was Tommy Hilfiger because I, I thought too. I had to send because I thought I was going to send a finger up, you know where. But the question is this when you go to push off you go to like save yourself i think it's worse if it went forward because there is a three-dimensional object in that area and there's nowhere for it to go so if you go sideways at least you're opening up you know airways and you know uh landing areas and uh you know if you hit the ground (laughs) at least hopefully there's a few little bit of area to not crush the boys well luckily this This is what we wanted to talk about with James's mother and sister. Yeah, yeah. Well, aren't you happy you joined the show, ladies? Well, well, think of it this this way. I have a couple of friends that are nurses, okay? So they could probably tell me what I did if I did hurt myself. You want want your friend who's a nurse to give you a a diagnosis? Is she a female friend? Yeah. That's all. We're just going to leave that there. That That stays. So James does a split. Falls yeah. down at a bar. James laughs. Oh, James. Laughs. Oh, tells, James. Tells everybody. That's not the only thing I... That's not the only thing tell that happened to me. Tell us about that lunch. That free lunch. Oh, okay. So I went on a date last week. Yeah, we were all laughing. We order our food. And then the waiter, after we order our food, comes up to us and literally says that our entrees are paid for. And I'm like looking. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? That'd be weird. So apparently, what the waiter told us is that some random guy thought that my date was his granddaughter, <laughs> realized it wasn't his granddaughter, and then he decided to pay for everything. And he also tipped the waiter oh, too. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, a tip also? That's yeah, cool. He tipped what it a too. generous that's cool. man. You know what's weird? You know what? The guy that's probably was like either nice. he was either waving at her or probably like trying to say hey. Or something, because if he feels bad for it not being the granddaughter, like, no one would know. She wouldn't have known. Like, he could have gone through that whole thing on his own in his own head, I and then just carried on with his life. I literally said this to her, I'm taking you everywhere because there's going to be someone at whatever place we're at that's <laughs> going to think the same way. It could it could have probably been like, oh, the reminder of his granddaughter, and it was an emotional thing, so that's probably what it was. Who knows? It was just a good dude passing it along. Probably. Who but knows? Uh, here we are. That was part D. Part we, we had we had to do part D, and uh, we we appreciate you guys uh, staying stay, stay tuned for part two. We uh, we had to expand on what we were talking about. There's a lot to cover, and uh, as we said with the media, with modern human being, the attention spans are not as long. Ours aren't, yours aren't. Let's be honest. We don't want to keep talking for that much longer. Oh yeah. Definitely. So, from James's family's living room. Yes. I'm T.J. Stolzenberg, and I'm the James of this living room. And guess what? 
that's it for all. You want to say a little thing before we go? Clean out the talkers. And that's all for this week. Yes. Never forget to rock and or roll.